Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 794, air date October 9th, 2020. over there only those africans only those brown people only those venezuelans you know election fraud occurs everywhere but in the united states and it's unfortunate because this has been done by the media both left and right um because the imperialists in this country actually are involved in election fraud in those countries right right they want to manipulate those countries but they want to make the average american think this country is pristine and pure that will surely never occur here and what we're going to talk through today is share with people the level of corruption that America's actually under. And this has occurred probably starting around 1970, little by little by little, step by step by step. This country has become a third world nation. And I would argue that Massachusetts is a complete third world uh, state. And we'll get into that. But let me just give a background as, as you know, as we've talked before, Farrell, uh, my scientific background has fortunately afforded me the ability to see things long before they occur. You know, uh, I was the first one to expose Fauci because I have a PhD at MIT in, elect- you know, in biological engineering. I can see things. I didn't wait to see which way the wind blows. Now everyone attacks Fauci, right? right. But it wasn't so popular in March of 2020 to do that. But the reality is when you're actually in the trenches, you talk to a plumber or electrician or anyone who does the work, you can see what's actually going on. Right. And today, we're not going to talk about Fauci, which was really about fake science, but we're going to talk about engineering systems, electronic systems. You know, my other three degrees at MIT are, uh, you know, my bachelor's in computer science, 
and in electrical engineering for since I've been a 14 year old kid I've been programming software as you know created the first email system and I still program every day right but software is in my blood and I understand software systems and what we're going to really share today is that most of us thought when technology came that we're going to have more freedom right right but what we've seen consistently is that whenever technology comes you actually see the consolidation of power so you know when the gutenberg press came in the 15 1600s we said wow everyone could have printing presses right we could all be the press well after about 400 years you know we consolidated power to maybe three or four publishing companies right to control all the media but with the internet that consolidation of power has occurred in a tenth of the time right so when the World Wide web came in 1993 1997 in 1993 we all started building our own little websites and then you had companies like Facebook and Google and Twitter and so in the last 20 years and frankly you could argue that one-fifth of the or one-twentieth of the time we've seen the consolidation of power right. so we all went into it naively saying, oh I'm gonna build my own website I'm gonna do this but we've seen this consolidation of power that consolidation of power of technologies permeated everything and that's what really election fraud is about as you're gonna learn so let, let's talk about so that's just the background let's talk about our election here in Massachusetts uh, our campaign was a total bottoms-up campaign right no work no political hacks no paid volunteers but we raised close to 1.6 million dollars from everyday work and I put my a lot of my software and services in which we have to recognize by FEC law but you know, close to three quarters of a million dollars in cash came from everyday working people across this country because they were so moved and inspired by the message of truth, freedom, and health. Meaning, without freedom, you can't have truth. Without truth, you can't have health. And without health, we can't fight for freedom. And for each one of those three points, we had programs. Digital Rights Act, just enable freedom. The Citizen Science Act, to make sure we have truth. We knock the legs off big academia. And then we had obviously, you know, the Health Rights Act to expose the Kennedys, right? Eliminate the Kennedy Vaccination Act of 1962. We exposed Robert Kennedy Jr. as a charlatan and what right. we've been doing to derail. So it was a very powerful movement right. and it still is. And it galvanized not only people in Massachusetts, not only places like Texas, lots of volunteers across this country and across the world. In Massachusetts, so what happened in our election was nearly we got 30,000 donations, Farrell. I mean, if you go to my dining room table at home, probably five, 6,000 uh, letters from everyday people, working people, not, again, political hacks. So another very important data points, 500 standouts, over 500. These are where our volunteers, nearly 3,000 volunteers would go out, you know, on a major highway, right? Or a major street corner, put up Dr. Shiva sign and wave. I mean, these in the rain, you know, in all types of conditions. Um, over 14 major billboards. So you couldn't go down any major highway power without seeing Dr. Shiva, you know, Shiva for Senate. Right. And then we plowed in about a half a million dollars that we got from everyday people. We plowed that and no one was paid, no political consultants. And that went right into radio ad, TV ad. So everyone knew our name. And then we passed out these cards, probably about a million of these cards all over Massachusetts, right? It says Dr. Shiva for U.S. Senate. Bottom line, we were everywhere. And then, you know, we have a bus, Farrow. That bus, I visited 250 cities. I mean, we would show up to a parking lot at 7, 8 p.m., 300 people all the way in Western Mass, like Chicopee Mass, or in Eastern Mass, 
we were the working people. One of us, one of me, a working person. I was their hero. Still am. Okay. Am, I back, am I back in here? Yeah, you're in there twice. Okay, listen, I have no clue what just happened. Like, my computer just shut off, but I jumped in really fast on my phone. So I apologize about that hiccup, guys. I'll be back in on my computer in a second, but go ahead. Okay. So, by the way, I look pretty cool, actually. Uh, so it looks like you, it looks like Pharaoh's interviewing Pharaoh and Tiva. So anyway, bottom line, man, is this: it, this is a bottoms-up movement, and the message of the movement was working people unite beyond black and white, beyond left and right, truth, freedom, and health. We had massive rallies, right, in the Boston Commons, bottoms-up movement, and that's something people need to recognize. Uh, a true movement like this has not occurred, probably for a very long time. I would argue probably back until the 1800s in this country, working people coming together. Correct. Okay. Um, so that's the background. Well, um, I'm getting a little bit of noise, uh, Carol. So one of the important things to recognize is in the middle of all of this. Yes, sir. We have, you know, when you're working, and by the way, we had a, a medical doctor manning our call centers, nearly 200 people banging out calls, right? We had people doing our social media, people on the ground, a very powerful organization. By the way, we delivered over 10,000 lawn signs, nearly 20,000 bumper stickers all over Massachusetts. Right. So that's, so that's the movement, a real bottoms-up movement. Correct. And, yep. and I want to I yeah. say this as I'm, uh, you know, to all of you at home right now, I'm, I'm basically pulling a Michael Vick. I'm scrambling right now because for some reason, I, which I have no clue of, my computer restarted, so I'm jumping in here on my laptop. It looks good, man. It's fine. I want to say this as well. I watched, okay, outside of the fact that, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, interacting with you. I watched your entire movement, and I would like to go on record and say, you know, people going to say it's my opinion. I would say you had the strongest organic political campaign slash movement independently that I've ever seen. I've never seen somebody in my life because what people are not, excuse me, what people are not taking into consideration is you didn't get no mainstream media backing like you should have. Nothing. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't get uh the the shoulder massages and the pushes that other people who have nowhere near the intellect you have nowhere near the accomplishments you have nowhere near the reputation you have and nowhere near the public support that you have get for whatever reason so despite all of the odds literally being against you you had and like i said people could say it's my opinion it's my opinion in my opinion you had the strongest independent political campaign I have ever seen, I have never seen in my life someone with no mainstream media help have as much support as you had ever. So I just want to put that on record because if, 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 if nobody, you know, can understand the actual science behind, you know, how these people rig these elections and tweak these elections, which we'll be speaking on in a second. Just ask yourself this question as Dr. Shiva continues. How did someone whose campaign was so powerful, you didn't even know who he was running against? That's how that's how much uh, of a way Dr. Shiva's campaign was. 
most of y'all in the comments right now don't know who he was running against because that's how much push he had with no mainstream help. How did he lose that campaign? There's no way in hell uh, anybody can logically give me an answer to that. So I just wanted to put that out there. So yeah, and, and, and Fire, what you're talking about is if you look in countries like Chile or Haiti or Africa, you'll have candidates like me, bottoms up, you know, working in the man of the people. And right. then the existing party, it could be the Communist Party or the existing fascist party had some dope who's no one knows hand selected to be their Muppet. And this is what happens in, you know, quote unquote, third world countries where the brown people are and the black people are, right? Right. But so we want to talk about that because here in Massachusetts, you know, 95% are, you know, you know, we have black voters, all the white working classes behind us, right? Because our message was hitting at the bottom fact that the working people in this country are being squeezed, right? Right. Censorship against freedom by lies against truth and by attack on their health, right? Power, profit, and control versus truth, fruit, and health. We galvanize and we still are. Um, so what happened? So the opposition, remember, I'm running as a Republican, going against two Democrats. Remember, there's primaries. You have to win the primary before you can go to the general elections. Right. September 1st is a primary. On the Democrat side are two fools, two lawyers, a Kennedy, a trust fund kid, and a guy, an old goat who's been there 47 years. Now, the Republican Party should have had me go straight at both of these guys' jugulars. Instead, they find a complete idiot. A complete idiot, okay? This guy can barely talk, another lawyer who no one knows about, who actually gave money to one of the other candidates. Right. All right? And this guy was hand-chosen by the quote-unquote rhino Republican governor because the Massachusetts GOP are a bunch of racists, and they collude with the Democrats. And when I mean racist, I'm talking about the real racism we're talking about. Not the BLM racism. I'm talking about the real racism to divide black and white people. Correct. It's rhino governor Charlie Baker, who, by the way, Massachusetts has destroyed the state. Massachusetts got an F minus minus in infrastructure. As we all know, infrastructure is what supports economies. That's right. Here's a guy who's locked down the state, hates Trump, quote unquote, Republican. He historically has found a designated loser. He's like the kingpin finds his designated dope to another lawyer to uh, subvert my election so he would lose to Markey or Kennedy, right? Because remember, the Democrats and the Republicans in Massachusetts are one. The governor gets to be a quote-unquote Republican, and the senators get to be Democrats. Two years ago, it was Elizabeth Warren is one of the senators, and this guy Markey. So that's the dynamics. So here this guy finds an idiot, a complete, total idiot, no lawn signs, no bumper stickers, no volunteers, no organization. No one even knew who his name was. Okay? So that's the conditions. Now, we're campaigning, and September 1st is the primary. And she, everyone's asking me, Farrah, Farrah people say, you're going you're to win, you're going to win. Right. And I, you know, I don't want to jinx myself, so I didn't say anything. Okay? Now, how many people, in order to win an election, you have to get majority, right? Right. So, if they're going to be 100 votes in order to win, you got to get 51 votes, right? So in order to get a certain number of votes, you have to gear up your organization. I ran this like a freaking Fortune 1000 company, okay? We we would get up at 7 a.m. Our 10 campaign managers all over the city, we'd have our meetings from 7 to 10. 
We had a whole electronic infrastructure. 3,000 volunteers were managing fire all over the state. We ran it like a freaking amazing, decentralized, powerful machine. Like I would run any other successful company I've run. So what happens? The night before the election, August 31st, and think about it, we've been to 250 cities. I'm campaigning all the way through. Right. August 31st, the lying Secretary of State, by the way, you know, someone said, I think Stalin said this, he who counts the election wins. Well, the Secretary of State guy's been there 40 years, was indicted for doing some election stuff against military votes about 10 years ago. Wow. Him and the Democrats and the Republicans are like this. And by the way, the Republican governor in 2014 was shredding the ballots of his opponents. Okay? Documented, took to, went to court. They decided to settle it out of court. This is Massachusetts, the most corrupt state in, I would say, probably in the world. Okay? It's where the corruption, the deep state exists, as I've talked about. So the night before the election, you know, we had calculated in the Republican primary about 325,000 people were going to vote. And we had said probably about, you know, about a million people in the Democrat primary. Okay? Let me tell you how we got those numbers. In 2018, if people want to write this down, 600,000 people voted in the Democratic primary. Got it? And 260,000 people in the Republican primary. That's in 2018, a non-presidential year, no mail-in ballots. Right. So now we're looking at 2020. Well, how many people do we think are going to vote? So let's take the Republican primary, what I'm running in, 260,000 people voted in 2018. And across the United States, whenever mail-in ballots were introduced, Pharaoh, right. what happened? The number of votes went up by either minimum 25%, upwards of 200%, which means two times. All right? So remember, we, we're, we have to plant, gear up how many phone calls we're going to make, how many robocalls we're going to do, how many brochures we're going to send out, because we need to get X number of votes to win. So we have to calculate what that X is. Right. So how do we calculate that? Well, we said, look, let's assume the simplest case, 25% more vote than 2018 in the Republicans, so 260,000. So we would assume 25% of that is roughly 60,000. So we said, okay, at least, at least 320,000 people should vote in the Republican primary in 2020. You got how I got that? That's right. Okay, 1.25 times roughly 260, okay? Right. Okay, so I even added a little more. I said, assume 400,000 people vote, okay? So I said, okay, 400,000 people are gonna vote, minimum 320. How many votes do I need to win? I need about 201,000 votes, okay? Right. Got it? Now, the campaign science, if you study, it says in order to get 200,000 people to vote, you're not going to be able to talk to all 201,000 people. The goal is it's called a 10 to 1 ratio. You want to at least find out that 20,100 people, Pharaoh, have told you, either said, yes, I'm going to vote for you, either in writing, either emailed you, texted right. you, et cetera. It's called a pledge. So – we ran our campaign, man, driving everyone. We got to get 20,100 pledges. The 10X would give us 20,000. All right? So that's what we're building towards. Now, the day before the campaign, August 31st, the Secretary of State, this deep state fellow, in the newspaper, the headline of the news article is record numbers expected for primary. Okay, right. record numbers in 20 years. Well, he predicts. 1.2 million people will vote in the Democratic primary, which is double from the pre previous two years. 
But guess how many people he predicts are going to vote in the Republican primary? How many? You, you took a guess. Remember, I gave you a hint. 260 in 2018. How many think should vote in the Republican primary? Well, you got to give me the numbers again because I kind of was watching this chat. So right. Numbers. So 260,000 uh, is what voted in the Republican primary. Right. 2,000 in the Democrat primary. So he's he's predicting okay. 2 million. Right. And so it's double that. It's double the 1.2. Yeah. So if you double that, you would think 520,000 also right. in the Republican. Okay. But I was being more conservative. I said, let's say 25 to 30%, right? Three and 20. He predicts only 150,000 people are going to vote in the Republican primary. Downward. So he's saying less people are going to show up in the Republican primary than in the Democrat primary. You follow? Right. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that's when I knew something was up. All over Massachusetts, everyone said, that night, I mean, I was coming out of a standout, a big rally, and people said, you got this landslide, landslide. The word landslide was heard all over Massachusetts at least two to three weeks prior because of our ubiquity. People loved our campaign. So that's when I knew something was up. So what happens on the night of September? Remember, the polls open 7 a.m., and they close around 8 p.m. By 7 p.m., I was doing my last rally, and I looked at our pledges and we had hit about 22,000. I knew I had gotten 22,000 votes. And if you subtract it from the 320, that fool maybe got a thousand and our internal polls at maximum, he was going to get the thousand. I knew I was going to win on our landslide victory. So we go to our party and I looked at the numbers. I knew I freaking won, man. Big. That's right. So what do we see happening? Well, quite interesting. Franklin County which is the county where 80% of the towns were hand-counted ballots. So what that means is you give your ballot. It doesn't go through a machine. It is counted by a human being. So we win there by six points, like 56 to 45 or something, okay? But in every other county, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. Now, this is a pasty-faced white dude, okay? This motherfucker is getting 60-40 in a Hispanic neighborhood in a black neighborhood and in all and then by the way any white people listening don't take it the wrong way but i'm just giving i'm just dramatizing this situation here okay and all the way down in in uh plymouth county 60 40 60 40 60 it's almost like beautiful perfect numbers okay and i looked at this and i and i got up i didn't give a concession speech i said election fraud has taken place in massachusetts f you to this guy f you charlie baker the republican governor who engineered this F you to the secretary of state. I said, I'm glad we have the second amendment. That was my quote unquote concession speech. Okay. Okay. Now I'm a math guy. I've won every math award since I was a kid. I'm still a mathematician. You don't get into MIT unless you're good at math. Not only do I have one degree, not two, not three, but four degrees. That's right. My PhD is in computer science. So over the next 10 days, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on, Farrell. That's right. You start getting emails from other election integrity people you know, who've been on the fringes, who've never gotten the light of day. People like John Brakey, people like Benny Smith, people like Bev Harris, right? Who looked at this. Bev Harris contacted me and she said, and she says, you know, she got burned by exposing this. She never, she sort of really doesn't talk about it. And I called her, she goes, Shiva, I don't talk to too much about this, but I believe you will understand what's going on. Right. And what I understood is the following, okay? Is that these voting systems, remember, we're talk, remember I talked about technology. So remember, there's two kinds of ballots. One kind of ballot is when you take that paper ballot and you 
fill in the dots. One, you know, I'm voting for Farrow, I'm voting for Shiva, and you give it to the hand-drawn. Okay, remember, in that county, about 70, 80% of the towns are hand-drawn, we won. But the other kind of ballot is quite interesting. You take that ballot image and it goes into this thing called a scanner. It scans it. And right. what does that scanner do? First step it does, it converts your physical ballot into what, what I call a ballot image. Okay. It's no different than taking a picture of your ballot. Okay? Right. And so remember, the polls open at 7 a.m. and they close at 8 p.m. By law, you're not supposed to tabulate the votes until the polls close. Otherwise, someone would know which way the election was going, right? Right, right, right. Right, so this is very important to understand technology-wise. So what does that ballot image do? It's scanned and stored on a hard drive. It has to be, right? Because they're not supposed to count. Right. Stored and count. Stored, stored. So the image is scanned and stored. Image is scanned and stored. So imagine this now. Let's say in a particular town, let's say 140,000 people voted or 100,000 people voted. Okay, keep going number right so let's say you got 50 let's say you got 60,000 let's say you got 50,000 votes and I got 50,000 votes all right how does it determine that when the polls close all those ballot images all those little images they hit a button and you know what the machine starts doing it starts counting how does it count it's got like an electronic eye software which looks for that dot and you go oh one for Pharaoh one for Shiva one for Pharaoh, one for Shiva. Got it? So it's it's not done by a human being. It's done by a computer. Yes. Technology. Technology. Yes. A, a very few set of engineers have created that technology. Now, in 2001, Bev Harris showed that in those voting systems, and I want everyone to listen to carefully, two very interesting phenomena, which should be completely freaking illegal. When I saw this, I said, this is unbelievable. Let's say you, remember I said you got, what did I say, 50,000 votes and I got 50,000 votes? That number is called an integer, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifty thousand. That's a whole number. The computer should be storing it as an integer. To those computer geeks out there, when you write software, you can tell the computer either the number is an integer or it's a decimal. Decimal would be what? Like 1.021572, right? Right. That's a decimal. Well, Pharaoh. Uh, a number, a vote, should should it be a decimal, a fraction, or should it be a whole number? I mean, my common sense tells me a whole number. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, sir. Guess what? It stores the votes you got and the votes I have as 50,000.1235. It stores it as a freaking decimal. Wow. Why? And that does it on the candidate level plus on the individual level. So when, when you have one vote, it's not storing your vote as one. It could be 0.5. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's three-fifths of a vote. It, so our votes are stored as fractions, as decimals, okay? And right. this was discovered by Benny Smith, okay? And and Bev Harris, they did a FOIA to the election of John Kerry when he went against Cheney. And you can actually see it. Kerry, the vote numbers in the database. It's wow. not Kerry got 110,000 votes. He got 110,000.2121. So why the hell are our votes stored as fractions, decimals, number one? Number two, in 2001, Bev Harris discovered in the manual of these voting systems, they added a feature called weighted race, like race, racism, okay? Weighted race. And what that feature allowed them to do is to multiply our votes 
by a factor. So if you got 50,000 votes, I could multiply your votes by 3.0. You get 150,000 votes. Right. And they could take my 50,000 and multiply it by, let's say, 0.2. Right, so I only get ten thousand votes. So when you're watching CNN, you go, "Oh my God, it was a landslide! He got hundred fifty thousand votes. That guy got ten thousand votes." Right. It's called a weighted race feature. Now, why did they put that feature in? They rationalize it by saying in two thousand and one, they use these voting systems for homeowners associations. Let's say you and I living in a condo, right? Let's say there's ten people in the condo. We all pay condo fees. You got a thousand square foot apartment. I got a 1500 square foot apartment and let's say bill over here has got a 2000 square foot apartment and so on. So when it comes to vote on, Oh, should we put new carpeting? And remember our condo fees are a function of the square footage. So they say, Oh, Bill's got 2000. So he gets two votes. Farrell only gets one vote. I right. get 2.5 votes. Right? So when the voting comes, okay. So they put that feature, but they left it in an all election systems. Right. All right. So what that means is there is a capability to multiply votes and fractionalize someone's votes. And they can do it. So when a guy like me comes up, bottoms up, do, if two doofuses are running, they don't care, okay? Unless they really hate one doofus. But when we're building up a movement, they can throw the kill switch. And the kill switch means fractionalize the votes. That's right. All right? When they do that, Pharaoh, they have to clean up their, their, their uh, evidence. What is the evidence? It's the ballot images. You follow? Yes, sir. All right. In fact, they get deleted in that case. So when I figured all this out, and by the way, separate from this fractionalizing, let me share something with you. We noticed, so so, so before I go there, what we did was once I figured this out, I had some very good counselors. On September 9th, it took me about eight, remember, I have to learn all this. I've never heard, heard any of this. You know, I got to assimilate all this knowledge. I'm a computer scientist. I understand math. And when I saw this stuff, I said, this is completely ridiculous. We don't have freedom in this country. We have controlled democracy because they can turn the kill switch when one of us comes bottoms up. This is why no one will ever get elected in this country when they're a man of the people. They have the kill switch ever. And that's the reality. So this is what we have to wake up to. We have third world or fifth world democracy. So how do we prove this out? Okay. People say, well, it's just a theory. Shiva, I don't believe election. Well, let's talk about it. Right. So on September 9th, I issue a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. My lawyer said, walk into the Secretary of State on the 17th floor of one Ashburton place in Boston. I walk in with a camera. I walk in there and I hand them my four-page legal FOIA because I wanted a receipt that they got it. So they can't say we didn't get it. Right. The election official behind the counter, guy by the name of Will Rosenberry, comes out and he looks at it and he goes, ballot images. He goes, we don't save ballot images. He goes, we turned that feature off. Wow. When in the voting systems, when it's factory delivered, there are three settings. The default factory setting is always save all ballot images. That's right. The second factory, and not, that's a default setting. You, the option is only save write in, you know, if you're writing in someone's name, and the third is none. Okay? So that means, remember, these images are created. They're being created, right? Generated. Somebody went in there and deleted them. Well, yeah, when they turn it off, they right. delete them. Okay? Now, according to federal law, USC 20701, it says absolutely clearly the United States government set up a law for federal candidates. I'm a federal candidate. 
because state law would allow them to do whatever they wanted, okay? But the federal law was created, I believe in 1974, and it made it very clear, in any federal election, all records generated in the continue in the in connection with an election must be saved for 22 months. I'll repeat that again. All records generated in connection with the election for a federal candidate must be saved for 22 months. And it explicitly says the reason they did that is so the states wouldn't cheat. Okay. So, well, the, you obviously have the paper, but when it goes through that thing, a ballot image is generated. Right. This is what's used to tabulate the votes. Okay. So they violated federal law. So I hand my thing in, and this guy basically tell me he deleted it. And then he realizes what he said on September 9th. He goes, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll get back to you in writing. And then later on, he says something very interesting. And we got all this on video. He says, Hey, man, what do you think that we rigged the election? Like he's sort of getting frustrated that I'm even issuing this FOIA. Didn't say anything. 10 days later, is September 23rd, which is a Monday. I call, I, I go back to that office, again, driving back into Boston. You, you know, it's it's, an, it's sort of a nightmare to go there. Right. Bring a new receipt. And I say, look, you said that the ballot images were destroyed. Where are they? I have my hard disk here. You owe them to me, okay? The, the legal counsel is there, the legal counsel of the Secretary of State. She's standing there, very interesting. And she goes, oh, oh, we have 10 business days, not 10 calendar days. We'll give them to you. We'll email them to you on September 23rd, which is a Wednesday. I go, how are you going to send them? She goes, by email. Okay, September 23rd comes. I'm watching my emails. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Right. September 24th morning, me being me, exactly at 9 a.m., I called them. I didn't want to make another trip. I said, where's my uh, response? That's right. Where's the update? Yeah, and I, yeah, update. And I talked to this guy, Will Rosenberry. And I say, you violated federal law. And this is what he said, quote, unquote. He goes, no, I violated Massachusetts law. Okay. So I finish up that conversation. I said, when are you going to get this to me? He goes, well, I don't know. I go, you need to send this to me right away. Right. So he says, I'll send it to you sometime. I go, what time? How about, I said, how about 4 p.m.? He said, 5 p.m. I said, great. So 5 p.m., so after that call that morning on Thursday, which is the 24th, I follow up with a nice, because I like to record these things with these fools. Right. I said, you just told me you violated Massachusetts law. I better get my images by 5 p.m. Okay. Right. Or the response. Within 10 minutes, the Secretary of State's attorney, the chief legal counsel of the Elections Divisions, writes back. And this is what he says, she says in her email. Two paragraphs. The second paragraph basically says, Massachusetts is prohibited from saving ballot images. Yeah, right. Okay, so I write back and I say, please kindly tell me the statute or law. Right, Give me the law. Because the federal law says you have to save them, I didn't, right? That's right. So she writes me back on Friday the 25th in the morning saying, oh, we saved the paper by law, but we didn't store the ballot images. By federal law, you have to. That is in the chain of custody because that was used to count the votes. That is the ballot. In the case of the other one, so after that, I write back an email. I say, you violated, I said, you have deleted ballots. The ballot images are the ballots on the electronic systems. You violated federal law. This election is null and void. Period. Period. And I take those, remember, she's a public official. Everything is public disclosure. 
I take those, her name, I take those four screenshots of those four email interactions, hers to me, mine back, hers back to me, mine, and I put them on Twitter, okay? What happens? The Secretary of State, which we found out by another bunch of fake fact-checking organization who actually was trying to do a hit job on me, but the idiots actually documented that the Secretary of State, which is a public, public official, that's right. You're an elected official. The First Amendment, by the way, let me remind everyone, was put in place, freedom freedom to assemble, freedom to protest, and the right to protest against your government. In That's fact, right. we, were, we could say anything against our government. So here in those four emails I'm exposing on Twitter, on Facebook, they start going viral all over, you know, I think we got about a, a million, half a million uh, eyeballs, okay? The Secretary of State calls Jack, racist Jack Dorsey's Twitter, okay? That's right. how like. And, and they shut down my Twitter account, not for a few hours, but for seven days. Here I'm a black man, a U.S. Senate candidate. I am sharing facts. Instead of coming to the areas of openly in the public discourse of ideas, challenging me, they call Twitter and Twitter complies. And I want to say this too before you continue. I'm getting it in with YouTube right now over this. Now I'm going to say exact issue. You know, I'm just speak, you know, in the wind. A very similar issue. And um, I'm pretty sure you're aware of this already, but I want to put this out for the general public. You know, these tech companies are violating people's freedom of speech, violating our First Amendment. And um, when they are coerced or enticed, or in this case, directly suggested to do so, on behalf of someone who is a government official, employee, etc., it is considered acting on behalf of the state and the government now then becomes criminally liable. So I just want to put that out there. If you are someone in Dr. Shiva's position or you've been in my position where you are on a, a public, uh, I'm assuming you are on a social media platform, which is not created by a government official, but you are putting out information that is not illegal it is strictly uh you know your right to put out your views and opinions facts information etc via freedom of speech and a government employee official or state actor then directly or indirectly in a direct manner coerces entices or in this case gets on a damn phone and tells twitter to block you that now entices the government into a constitutional violation. So I just want to put that out there that it is highly illegal for government employees to call on the phone any of these social media platforms and tell them to take down your content because they do not agree. Period. I want to put that out there. Yeah, and and I think look, this is the bottom line. When in there you know in 1776 or 1789 when the Bill of Rights was really being put to, together there was a huge discussion on this with, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, with James Madison and Payne, right? Right. The Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. The Anti-Federalists wanted much more decentralized government. And in order to bring them on, they had to give the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment and the Bill of, the first part of the Bill of Rights is the right to critique your government. That was a fundamental purpose of the First Amendment. Not, I mean, you could critique you or me and blah, but the fundamental reason was, because the king, we couldn't critique the king. We have every right to critique them. So right. here is a public, so that was back on, so September 25th, 
not only do I get shut down for freaking seven days, I mean, there are other people, I'm sorry, who've done the exact same thing. Maybe, maybe because they're, I don't know, white guys, okay? Maybe because they're Jewish, okay? I don't know. I got, I got to start asking these questions. Most likely, that's why. Okay? Because it seems like journalists who are Jewish are able to do this, liberal journalists, but a black guy like me with this skin color who starts building a bottoms-up movement and starts exposing the liberal elites in Massachusetts is not allowed to do that. So it is a race issue. And the real racists are the liberals. Jack Dorsey, you're a freaking racist, okay? He supports BLM because he wants to act as though. But when a real fighter like me comes or you come or Malcolm X comes, they got to try to take us out, right? That's what this is about because they don't want a real leader coming bottoms up. And number one constitutional violation, the state called them. And that was September 25th. So I got to really think about that. So all you liberals out there, you know, and I really implore it. You know, I, I have a lot of Jewish friends who are always fighting for, you know, black people and all this. Where are you right now? I want to ask you that because a lot of you guys are always talking about, you know, you're putting the BLM signs up. Well, this is a racist attack because there's never been a guy like me, a dark skin. I consider myself black, man. I do. That's how I've always been treated. And by the way, I want to just let everyone know we're all black now because the state is attacking the human race. And when I want to define racism, we should all say we're all black. Yes, black lives do matter. Not BLM. I'm saying all of us, whether you're black or white, we're all, you know, on the plantation now. When it when it comes to the truth, one thing I've learned is it's not that people don't want to hear it. They just don't want to hear from particular people. Exactly. If you if you are basically brown or black, it don't matter if you're right. It just matters that you're not white and you're exactly. saying that, you know, and this is no disrespect to my non-black audience, but that's just the truth. Two plus four, but depending upon who says it's for, is gonna get in trouble. So what we're having so what we're seeing right now is this repetitive cycle of Dr. Shiva, whether 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 he was light skinned, brown, or black, Dr. Shiva is not white. Therefore, Dr. Shiva is not allowed to become in a position of political influence. That's just what it comes down to. The man is beyond qualified, in my opinion, beyond qualified more than anybody that's in his in his realm. Nobody in nobody in his bracket, in his lane that he is running against or would be next to him should he have been placed where he rightfully should have been placed. Can say they invented anything, let alone at 14 years old. You can't say you know how to program a computer. You can't say you study nutrition science. You probably never, you probably don't even know how to spell cytokine storm. And so that being said, none of you guys are intellectuals at all. You don't have a base foundation of knowledge in any subject matter. And you will shun this man and any man that looks like this man. Because he's not white and nobody, and I'm just going to say it raw, dog. that's what it is. If the man was white, he would be, you wouldn't even have to cheat him. You'd have been on CNN, you'd have been posting him everywhere, and you'd have been going crazy. The inventor of email at 14 years old is on the ballot in Massachusetts. You would have, you'd have poster boy him everywhere. So what we, so the issue that we have in this country is one that we've always had. And, and we didn't nip it in the bud then. 
And not only is it getting worse now, these people have technology behind them. So now exactly. they can utilize technology to amplify their wickedness. And as I pass it back to Dr. Sheba, I want to. I think, Farrah, look, I, I think to uh, look, 90% of our campaign was supported by the white working class. And what they misled the white working class, this is what the establishment has done. The white working class is told not to talk about racism. Right. And therefore, the liberal elites are the ones who own ra- the liberal whites own racism. They get to define what it is. Yeah, and, and like the Kennedys. So when the civil rights movement took place, Bobby Kennedy, bunch of racists, if you really look at them, they get to choose. So they look at the civil rights movement. Okay, who, who are we going to choose? They didn't want Malcolm. They went and found this other guy, Martin Luther King. Right. <laughs> he had a lot of shit on him, right? You know, doing coke, banging every woman. Okay, we'll promote him. Right. Like bougie of the times. They promoted him, did the circus called the March on Washington. And what did black people get? Okay, don't use the N-word. Okay. Okay, affirmative action. But the condition of black people today is worse than before civil rights. That's the reality. Okay? It's worse. So anyway, but... And that's what these guys want. They want to choose the winners and losers. They don't want, but the working people of Massachusetts, a lot of the white working class supported me because they don't see, working people do not see my skin color. They see one of their own. The people who see skin color are the liberal elites. The liberal elites are the racists. Jack Dorsey is a racist. Mark Zuckerberg is a racist, right? Hillary Clinton is a racist. Joe Biden is a racist. White working class people yeah, they may call me N-worders. That's just ignorance. They're not the racists, though. These people are... So in this election, these racists, Charlie Baker, the Rhinos, and the Republican Party in Massachusetts didn't want me. And, and people need it. And I want to make sure people... Because I, I, I understand exactly where you're going. And I want to I want to make sure people understand the levels or the values of, of, of racism. It's, it's like being... It's like it's like being around an ignorant person who is just dealing with what they were fed or, or what they believe on one hand, and then you have somebody who has the power to exactly. form the community. Right. So if you are around a middle class, let's say white person, right? Not saying they're all racist. I'm just going to hypothetically create a situation. Let's say one of them is racist. They might be completely ignorant. They might have no clue of history. They might have just, you know, poor behavioral patterns and they believe a concept of black people that they see on TV. So when we say this is an ignorant person, that's because they are an ignorant person and they subscribe to racist rhetoric. Then you have somebody who is a different kind of racist. They're the ones creating that negative image to be to be believed. They're the ones systematically creating policies and, and situations to crumble your community and they never say the n-word public so, exactly. so so this is what i need y'all to realize and see behind the scenes the person that says the n-word outside is not the person you should be worried about. it's just like it's just like black people in the ghetto the guy that picks up the guns and the drugs is not the person you should be worried about the person who put that there for him to pick it up is who you should be worried about so as I pass it back to Dr. Shiva, I need for everybody in no other time in your life to understand racism. You yeah. have- and, and, and what's, what's really important is the liberal whites 
are the ones who are the ones who are burning. They're the ones with BLM. They're the ones who are burning down buildings. And what's happened is the white working class has been quiet because the GOP and the Republican establishment has told them there is no racism. Don't talk about racism. If you talk about racism, you know, you're perpetuating that. There is a real racism. And that's why it's time. And in my in our movement here, uh, the white working people who rose up, supported our campaign, they don't see me as white or black. They see me as one of them. And they're going to start speaking out against racism. It's time that the white working class point their guns and expose the racism of the liberal elites. That's where racism is going to end. They're the, I'm going to say they're the only ones who can because you have generated racism and then you have adopted racism. You got you got people who believe everything they see on goddamn TV, and then you have people who generate what is to be seen on TV. And and this is what I tell white America: this is your job because if I say it or Dr. Shiva say it, then they reverse it and say that we're just being racist or we're complaining and we don't work hard exactly. exactly nothing. Blah 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 blah. And this man right here invented. Excuse my language. I have to curse one time. He invented the fucking email at 14. It does not get more qualified than that. So you can't say he doesn't work hard enough. You can't say he should get, you know, invent something. The man is beyond qualified for any position, let alone the one he ran for. So we need white America to understand you guys are the only ones who can stop those who hide amongst you because they look like you. So it's like in the ghetto, only black people can truly end selling drugs because we're the ones that live next to it. So only us can come outside and say, okay, wait a minute, it's over for this lifestyle. We're going to change our behavior in this community. When it comes to white people, you are the ones that are being targeted to adopt false ideologies of people who are darker than you, to keep it simple. So you guys are going to have to be the ones to say, hold on, wait a minute. These white liberal elites are not playing fair with people who do not look like us. And if you guys are unable to do that, then issues will continue to ensue. They will be able to continue to hide amongst you and to convince you to adopt ignorant, stereotypical, psychological templates that you have no idea are connected to evil political agendas that are beyond your your awareness because you're not even in the room when they're when they're making this shit up and you're not even in the loop and they don't give a damn about you you're just a crash dummy so i want to yeah, and, and i think one of the things here pharaoh is that's why you know we've told people in our campaign they're going to start i mean we have a lot of white working class people who are getting this right and, and they need to expose the white liberals because the black lives matter movement there are the elites the black bougies who run that, the white bougies who run that, okay, the white liberal, but there are probably some sincere people who are being misled. There right. is the real racism, and the real racism is what I'm talking about, dividing black and white, right? So, and, and dividing the human race. They demean the, the race of people. So here, let's get back to this election. The fact that in the voting systems, that our vote is not voted, is not stored as a decimal, should make everyone wake up, whether you're black or white, that your vote, you're basically a slave. It's like you're, you could be three-fifths one day. You could be one-tenth your vote. And if I'm running, this dark-skinned guy right here, that my vote could be halved, et cetera. So that's, that's the background. So now, what happened? 
So when we ask for those ballot images, we don't have it. We put it out on Twitter. I said, this is a public disclosure. And then in fact, they shut me down on October, sorry, September 25th until October 3rd or something. I go back online and I challenge Jack, racist Jack Dorsey. I said, hey, racist Jack, I'll give you 10 million bucks if you debate me on any of these points that ballot images were destroyed, that it's not a federal law, right? I'll debate you, open debate, nothing, crickets. I said, any journalists, I'll debate you, crickets. And then yesterday I put out a tweet, I said, what would you do, a hypothetical question, what would you do if you noticed that in every city that we reviewed, that we got data for, right? That there were more votes than voters. More votes than voters. I'm going to show you that data. More, and I haven't. This is exclusive. We we sent FOIAs to FOIA means 15 of the cities. We said, hey, we want the list of the people actually voted. That's right. They give the names. So let's say here's Bill, here's Bob. So we got a list of 100 names. Well, the total number of votes should be what 100, right? Right. Which means let's say uh, 50 people voted for Farrell, 40 for me, and maybe uh, 10 people. Didn't vote for any one of us. It's called a blank vote. It should still add up to 100. Right. What? So we went to 15 cities. You know, so remember, all of our volunteers are working people. They got to take time off from work, go down there, give them the FOIA, and they have 10 days. Right. After 15 days, we've still been waiting. Out of those 15 cities, only seven of them have responded. Okay? Only seven. But let me show you the data here. This is quite extraordinary what I'm going to show here. Um, In this data, what you will see is the following. It here. And as you get ready to pull that up, I want to say here we go. Uh, you know, I hope everybody is following, you know, the importance of, uh, you know, this particular interview and this particular live stream. And, and you know, this is a very important uh, stream, you know, it's, and, and I want to just once again stress the importance of our stream. What we're talking about, Pharaoh, is Jim Crow segregation right. against all of us. But, so but I would say the black, the black, the, if, you're, if, you're, you're, if you're a working person today, you're black, okay? And if you're a bougie, you're not black. Let me talk about what I'm saying. If you're a working person today, you're black because the elites are splitting up the human race by the, the bougies and the not-so-bougies, okay? And what you're seeing here is this is the actual data coming from them. Column one are the cities. Remember, we asked for 15 sample cities. Out of them, they gave us one, two, three, seven. And each city, we had to go in, we had to harass them. In fact, in Boston, we gave them the FOIA on September 4th. They had until September 15th. Nothing. We took 15 of us and we walked in there like a mob. That's what we had to do, man. And they got scared. And then within 10 minutes, they gave us the data. What do you see here? 1,000. 142,911 people voted in the city of Boston, okay? All right, that's how many actual people, Bill, Bob, Joe, you can add them up. And we have it in a spreadsheet. Any new organization, anyone wants to see this, that's the data. This is how many total votes were cast. So all those people, including blank votes, um, write-ins, you know, mail-in ballots, all of them. So what do you see here? 147,025, everyone see that? Yes, sir. This should be one to one. Remember, these fools 
have only one job to do, count votes. I do 50 different things. I write software. I got to run a company. I got to do this. I got to take care of my dog. I do a bunch of things, right? right? These guys just have to count votes. It's like you're an idiot. You just have to count votes. Look at the difference. For that, what this shows is 4,114 people. There's more votes than people came in. More votes than human beings. This is just one count. Exactly. And this is what I tweeted. I said, what would you do if you saw more votes than voters? What would you do if you knew ballot images were destroyed? What would you do if the Secretary of State called Twitter to shut you down when you shared them one and two? And I would turn off that for another seven days. That's right. Let me summarize this before you go on. So people can have a, you know, if you have a short attention span, you, you can catch up. Dr. Shiva was clearly robbed. I don't have to say allegedly. The man was robbed. Dr. Shiva was clearly robbed blind during this particular election. These people did not save uh, the digital copies, images, whatever fancy wordplay you want to use of the ballots, which would properly store uh, his, his, his voting totality. On top of the fact they allowed their software to be programmed in an altered manner where the numbers were not uh, counting the digits as single units. They were counting them in decimal forms or in forms where instead of you having a single unit, a.k.a. one whole number, you had fractionized calculation. So and, 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 and Pharaoh, and you could turn on the weighted race feature. So now if you got 10 votes, I got 10 votes, they could multiply your votes, make me a winner and have my votes or third my votes. Okay. And so uh, on, with that being added and, and uh, continuing forward on this explanation. So they clearly robbed this man. It's not a conspiracy. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear nothing about no election. numbers right here. This is evident. And I'm going to say in this right here, if y'all don't understand how critical this is. Okay. I want to kind of put some, some shock value on this. There is no explanation for why you have thousands of access votes. Okay? There is no explanation for why you have thousands of access votes. And I want to say this personally, just coming out of my mind as a debater who likes to, you know, pick things out, pick things, uh, you know, pick people apart for the things they say. If someone tells me they didn't save a copy of the digital ballot, then I'm gonna assume that we can at least keep your we can at least count on your word that you counted the physical ballot properly or somebody did so who the hell in boston right out of the seven cities we just gonna deal with boston who the hell in boston counted an extra 4114 ballots who did that so what i want y'all to know is i've done plenty of lectures on this channel where i've shown under sworn testimony in, in court that they have admitted that they can rig these elections. And what I want to show y'all, right, before we continue, Dr. Shiva, if you don't agree with him on nothing else, is in the best interest of humanity, particularly this country. We can agree on that. You don't got to agree with him on nothing else. We can agree that this man is not out to get you. This man is not in the same category as 98% of these other political figures. And look what they did to this man. And I want to say this. Imagine how many other 
not Dr. Shiva's, but just hypothetically speaking, Dr. Shiva's, they have done this to. How many people, not just this election, but every election for the last probably 50 damn years, okay, even before the technology, have they been robbing people out of coming into political positions of positive influence? So this right here says nothing else to be, but our government is purposely allowing people who do not have our best interest at hand to hold positions of power. And it must stop. And I'm giving it back to you. Yeah, I mean, look, look, when you look at these numbers, there's nothing to argue. So Jack, racist Jack at Twitter, tell me why you took me off Twitter when I was sharing facts. Period. This is a fact. There are more votes than voters. Don't blame me. This is the data we got from them with a FOIA. 4,000 more votes in Boston than voters. 75 more. This is a all Hispanic neighborhood. 75 more votes than voters. Portuguese neighborhood. 4,811 votes more than voters. Plymouth, all white neighborhood. 454 more votes. Newton, okay? The Jewish neighborhood. A lot of Jewish people there and white people. 1,780 more votes than voters. Barnstable, all white people down there who, you know, at the Cape, 59. This should be perfect. It shouldn't even be one vote off. It should be exact. Even if it's one vote off, it's off. And then here, look at Rockland, 2,287 more votes. Now, I want to share with you something else. Remember, I, sh I said that, look, this is, this is full public disclosure. Let me share with you this. Here is the actual interaction with the with the very, very corrupt Secretary of State. Here's the emails. I'm gonna share this with you again. So here, after, remember I said on September 24th, as I said, this woman writes back to me, and I wanna highlight this paragraph right here. This is the Secretary of State. When I'm asking her, where are the ballot images? She says, to the extent you request the same information from local ele election officials, please note that the approval of digital scan equipment in Massachusetts specifically prohibits the capturing of ballot images. Wow. Okay? Now, this is the chief legal counsel. So I write back very sincerely and very nicely, Michelle, kindly refer me to the statute or law in which the approval of digital scan equipment in Massachusetts specifically prohibits, right? Thank you. I want the law. You yeah. say where's the freaking law. Where's the law? Yeah. Now, the next day, she writes this back. It, uh, this is like you ask a kid when I used to run MIT uh, a class, where is it? Homework assignment. He says, oh, the Red Sox did well. So she answers some stupid answer here. And then she says, again, please note that while the ballot images are not stored, this is a very interesting word, they were created, not stored, me, is a euphemism for destroyed. Right. Okay? The actual ballots, see, no, what is this actual ballots? That's also the ballot that was used to count, which right. is a paper voted on the federal elections or secured and stored for 22 months in accordance with federal law. However, look at this. Under state law, those ballots must remain sealed until they're destroyed. So unless the election is really close, I can't even get a recount to go at the original ballots, which means that's why I asked for the ballot images. So I write back again. This is what I write back, okay? I, and I, in fact, include other press, this woman at AP who, never, who wanted the truth. I said, Michelle, the subject line is destroying ballot images is illegal. The ballot images are the ballots. You destroyed the ballots, period. period. First, you have not answered my question from my previous email. I repeat it below. Please answer the question. Kindly refer to me the statute or law in which 
approval of digital scan equipment in Massachusetts specifically prohibits the capturing. Second, neither the people of Massachusetts nor I are stupid. I presume you must be under incredible pressure. Bill Galvin is a secretary of state and Charlie Baker is a rhino governor to, to deflect the issue uh, to hope it disappears. However, the fact is in the, in the state has illegally destroyed ballots. The electronic equipment used to tally and count the vote must first create an image, the ballot image, in order for the vote to be processed and counted by the machine. When that image is created, that image becomes the ballot as it is the entity that is used to count the vote. If no image was created, no vote, could, no vote count could exist. You are required by federal law to store, preserve, and archive those ballots for 22 months. If those ballot images do not exist, they were destroyed. The destruction is illegal and therefore the election is null and void. Once again, please answer my question above, okay? This is what I put up on Twitter. Alex Harrison does this, okay? He does this, He, you know, but maybe he's a white guy. White guys are allowed to do that, all right? So here's the point. The ballot images are destroyed and now we're looking at the actual vote counts. I just gave you, I, mean, I, I bet you if I went to every state, but these are the big towns. There's a difference. None of them match. That's freaking fraud. Period. Let me, now, let, me, let, I, me ask you, let me ask you a question before you go ahead. If I was a resident of Boston, Massachusetts, right? And let's say we don't want to wait on the FBI for obvious reasons. We don't want to wait on law enforcement. What would you suggest that I could do to make sure not only, uh, you know, this election is null and voided, or you are properly placed in a position that you rightfully won, but that everybody in this is prosecuted. Everybody that is involved in this is prosecuted. What could the people of Boston, Massachusetts, after this live stream do? I know it's late, uh, you know. Oh, tomorrow, what, tomorrow, Friday, every day at 1 p.m., everyone should show up at one Ash Burton place, A-S-H, which is a Secretary of State's. I'll have my megaphone there, the bus will be there. And we need to take that whole building down, man. So what, the building of Satan. And, and, and Because these people have been doing this for a long time. A long time. I mean, we need to build a mass movement. You know what? Because the judges are paid and bought for. The politicians are paid. I mean, we ran an honest election. All people ran us money. I mean, gave us money, right? Think about it. We hardworking people are out there in the rain holding our banners, putting up lawn signs. They got black and white people got gypped. And this is what they do to working people. They make us pay taxes. They steal our labor. And we need to build a groundswell movement like what occurred in the United States in the 18 and 1900s when working people flex their muscles. Remember, we had child labor. You know, Twitter can't say, well, I'm a private company. Well, screw that. You use our public infrastructure, okay? Well, right. those private companies were abusing working people. So those working people said, screw you. And they scared the shit out of them. That's right. And that's what we need to do. We need to build a revolutionary movement because I'm telling you, the government is corrupt. And by the way, the Fed, if Attorney Barr is listening and the U.S. Attorney, they should be all over this. But what I've heard is every time these fraud cases go up, the, even the federal government is not doing anything to the states. So, so okay, so I got to go find a lawyer. I got to pay money. I got to do a lawsuit. So they make us running around like hamsters. So the only solution we have as working people, Farrell is what we're doing. We're building the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and it's escalating. Because when people heard about this, we're doing a write-in campaign right now. And we know they'll cheat us there again, but it's not about what we win, 
by bringing enlightening more people. Every one of us, like you and others who gets this, they lose. That's right. And this is about building a bottoms-up, vibrant, militant, dynamic movement. And right. that's how we win. We need to build a revolutionary movement because these people, basically, the counter-revolution is winning. The the old guard of 17, you know, the kings and the queens are back in power. That's what's going on. Right. Let's be honest. They don't. And and it's the, the racism I'm talking about is against the human race. So it doesn't matter you're black and white. We're all black now. Okay? Black lives do matter. But just remember, you're a white guy. You're a working person. I think you should start calling yourself black. Okay? We're all black now. It's like, the, okay? It's, it, to get people an analogy, it's like when slavery was legal for black people, and then they got mad because they made everybody slaves with this, you know, when they when they converted us to the, our, our lifestyle now. And for those of you who don't understand history, let me just give you a history lesson. When we were in the agricultural age, slavery was legal, basically, if you were light-skinned, brown, or black. And basically, if you were not white. Then, when we transferred from the agricultural age to the industrial age, everybody became a slave to the government. So basically, what Dr. Shiva is saying, if you can't understand that analogy, understand this one. At one point in time, only black people were getting the doodle into the stick. Then everybody started getting it, and the elite group got a little bit smaller. Now, they gave you the illusion that only black people were getting the, the doodle into the stick, which we were. And now, you still, once again, as a middle-class working white person, are under the guise that they care about you, and they don't either. So, what we have to do, uh, to, it, it, I mean, what Dr. Shiva suggested that we do, I totally agree. And what I need people to realize is, it must be us to do it. If these people had any moral or virtuous uh, trains of thoughts, they would have stopped themselves a long time ago. You have to re we have to realize that the court systems, the federal government, cannot be trusted at this point in totality. There are a select few decent judges, but not enough. There are a select few good cops, but not enough. There are a select few federal officials and employees, but not enough to outweigh the bad. And so it must be the people who say, you must leave, you know, office. You must leave position of power. And so I want to throw this out there. The Declaration of Independence is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. And it does say that we can uh, alter or abolish the government. Now, let me get my disclaimer. I'm not a terrorist. I'm not telling people to go outside and be violent or destroy the government. But what I am saying is this shit is not conspiracy. I don't want to hear that shit. We have concrete proof that these people are rigging elections to put pieces of shit in positions of power to further destroy and make all of our lives miserable. And the Declaration of Independence clearly states that we can uh, modify the government. So we need to modify this bitch to where all of these specific people are in Guantanamo Bay somewhere or somewhere in your local uh, prison or state penitentiary. And so my thing is, the time for voting is over. This has let us know that because your vote don't count. Exactly. So it's, time, it's time for some action. It's time for some, you have to leave or you have to leave. There is no alternative choice. 
And so we need to start using that Declaration of Independence for what it was used for. We have literally caught criminals red-handed. We got and, and Dr. Sheba just caught them in the damn bear trap with this. So yeah, and, and and I think Pharaoh, look, the bottom line is, you know, when I called out Fauci, right? I had the confidence to do that because I was fortunate to get all this training. Correct. Well, Fauci is just the tip of the iceberg. The reason a guy like Fauci is there for 40 years is because of election fraud. Right. Because the politicians that are there were brought in there by fraud to keep a like Fauci. So when you rip away, you know, it's like an onion. You rip it away and then you get to the kernel. The kernel right. is, look, I have, you know, I have a lot of lawyers that I have. I have a guy I've known for 30 years. You know, he's, he's a, you know, he's a Kennedy Democrat. Nice guy. Okay. Boston. And when I showed him this, he goes, oh, I don't believe. And then he saw this. He goes, oh, my God, Shiva. What you've discovered and what you're bringing out is bigger than any other issue. We're talking about that there's controlled democracy. That's right. Controlled. It's controlled. You can have doofus one versus doofus two, but you can't have a Dr. Shiva. You can't have a pharaoh or you can't have if one of you, a working person who truly cares for the people. It's rigged. It's rigged because they can throw the kill switch. No different than you call the fire alarm. Holy shit. We got to get rid of this guy. Boom. Multi and this is what we've also discovered. I have a, a phenomenal math guy. You know, I'm a math guy too. And what he has shown, it's quite beautiful. You look at this, you look at the data. It's called a signal without the noise. And what we have now shown is, remember I talked talk to you the fractional voting? Right. We have shown beyond a shadow of a doubt, they multiplied my vote. We know the exact weighting factor by 0.66. And they all multiply the other doofuses by 1.2. And we believe they just threw away some ballots. They did both. They did physical, because that's why you can't explain. And you know how many people ended up voting in this primary? About 260,000. The same as 2018. So think about this. The Democrats doubled their number of votes from 600 in 2018 to 1.3 million. But the Republicans stayed the same. So that's what they, they, not, they did two things. They threw away my votes and they did fractionalized voting. Right. They multiplied my vote by 0.66, and I have the data to show it. You see a wonderful, interesting pattern that there are two times more odd number of votes than even number of votes. It's hard to explain without the math. This would be like going into a casino, and you roll a dice, and you always get, you have two times more chance of getting odds than evens, right? That means the dice was one, three, five, seven. And then you only had a two and a four. Okay. It's impossible. It's highly improbable. So we found this very interesting pattern. And then we analyzed it. The only way they could have done that was multiply my votes by 0.66 and his votes by 1.2. And we have all the data to show this. The problem is they, they effed with a guy who's been doing math all his life and has been programming computers all of his life. And I got all those four degrees from MIT. That's right. So they threw it around with the wrong guy. And you know what? My, like you and I talked about, my people are working people, black and white. And our movement is a movement of working people. And we're not going to walk away. Our slogan has, you know, as our movement has built, it gets more and more refined, you know, like a very, very sharpened sword. And the movement slogan is working people unite. That's right. Beyond black and white, beyond left and right truth, freedom, and help. I'll repeat that. Working people unite. You got to go beyond left and right, beyond this Democrat, Republican bullshit. You got to go beyond, you know, 
the black and white and we must go to truth, freedom and health. And that's the movement. And the way we do that is militantly. And I have to use that word militantly. And I don't mean just taking guns. I'm talking about we express our anger. No right. different than the anger when Jesus Christ took that whip and he whipped the hell out of those people in, in the temple. It's a righteous anger. And if you don't get angry with this, you've been lobotomized. You've been smoking too much weed. You got too many drugs. You've been on too many pharmaceutical things and they've lobotomized you. Because if you don't get angry, something's wrong with you. Not me, you. I want to say that, Dr. Shiva, why you are 1,000% correct, because this is just flying through my head the entire time. Dr. Shiva, for those of you who don't care about anything or don't understand anything, Dr. Shiva, if, if, I, owned a, if I ran my own country and Dr. Shiva just visited my country, I would make sure he had the best everything for the whole weekend. You know why? Because this man is a revolutionary mind in the medical world. Dr. Shiva is somebody who probably should have a statue somewhere. So if you would rob this man, <laughs> if no, excuse me, if you don't want this man on your team, you clearly are a piece of shit. It does not get any more clearer than that. I don't that's like Jesus Christ running for president and you don't want Jesus in the playoff. Well, you must be safe. So my thing is a man who has the medical credentials that I have not seen anybody yet parallel is trying to get in a position to influence this country in a positive manner. And you're cheating him from getting in a position. So you must be damn near a terrorist at this point to go that far. And my, 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 what I want people to really see is this. The man is clearly cognitive enough to know when you're cheating him. But you still got the audacity and the balls to even try it. So if they would try to cheat a mathematician, if you would try to cheat a mathematician, you y'all know they don't give a damn about y'all. You know they don't give a damn about you. If you that's like knowing you can't fight and trying to fight Mike Tyson. You at this point in time, you just don't, you would just try to fight anybody. You don't even have a a, a, a discipline for combat because you you just reckless. So these people have become so reckless and they evil. If you don't support Dr. Shiva now, there is nobody literally more important at this point in time than Dr. Shiva in this particular issue. And if they would try him, knowing that they would lose, it was no way you were going to get away with that anyway, they will try you. So what this says to me is these people are not just totally wicked. They have went so they have went so long without any opposition that now they become arrogantly reckless. Exactly. So we must stand up and y'all have to stop being pussies all the time and let these people tell you what a good person is and what a, you're not no bad person if you say a curse word. You're not a bad person if you demand somebody be fired. You are a bad person if you do something with bad intent. These people have shown us bad intent and we will become bad people if we allow that to not only affect our lives, but our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives and the children that they're going to have that we probably won't even be here to see. And I refuse to live in a world where I know these people exist and have power over not just me, but the people around me. So this is why we must 
If no other, no, if nothing else has moved you this 2020, this right here must move you. And I want to, I'm not saying Dr. Shiva is not deserving of national attention because with his mind, he should be internationally on probably every newspaper that has to deal with anything involving medical journalism or science. But that's my opinion. Apparently not everybody else's. But my thing is, this is local and state level. Can you imagine what these people are doing on these national level elections? So you must go for broke right here. We got them dead to rights. There's no excuses. And you do not let your enemy out of the corner when you not only got them in the corner, but when your enemy is Satan. Because these people are so evil, they probably reach Satan level frequency. So right now you must bear behind Dr. Shiva right here. I would advise you all to follow him on social media. Follow me. If he needs me to get a message out on my Twitter at any time, I will. And anybody in Boston, Massachusetts, if you're not in Boston, Massachusetts, do what you do best on the internet. Make memes about it. Make it viral. Make sure this does not go away. If you are in Boston, Massachusetts, if Dr. Shiva says he's going to be somewhere at a certain time to, you know, within his constitutional bounds and not saying criminal behavior, but he's going to be somewhere at a certain time to handle this situation the way he seems fit, I would tell you to support that man and go out there. If not, you will be doing yourself a very, very, very huge disservice. And I'm going uh, I'm to I'm pass it to you right there. Yeah, I mean, what I wanted to share with you uh, is, let me just share the screen here. So let's let's go to what the scumbags of Twitter have done, okay? So this is uh, the share. So this is what we got this morning, okay? Hi, Dr. Shiva. Hi, Dr. Shiva, right? Your account has been locked. And you may not post content providing false information about voting or registering to vote. Voting. Well, let's look at what I put. I said, what would you do if an election had more votes than voters in every state reviewed, which I just, the states that we re city reviewed, ballot images used to count votes are destroyed. Fact, election division contacted Twitter, shut down, to shut down the person for exposing one and two, right? And then it says, write in Dr. Sheba for Senate. This is what I was suspended for for seven freaking days. Seven days. For inquiring, because if they, if they want to sound smart. It's a question. This is actually a question. Yeah, I say it's a question. You didn't prove it. You what would you do if an election was done with this? Okay? That is the question. Right. Now, this is really important because I challenge any, you know, this is why we have to take this to the top. Remember, all of this, you know, as above so below that you know there's a slogan of how if the fish's head is bad everything goes below who's the head of twitter a guy called jack okay this guy came from wherever he came from but here's a guy who gives money to blm who acts like he's a good white liberal but he's the racist because he doesn't want a real person like me a real person you know he'll promote race war basically that's what he does I mean, he doesn't want someone like me, a powerful person who's figured it out, who stands with working people, exposing the truth. So what do they do? They collude with the state and they turn off when I'm sharing facts. I mean, the fact is there are more votes. Let's look at that again, as I shared with you before. Right. Let's go right here. Just so everyone understands it. Here is the fact. And if, if Jackass is listening. All right. If if this guy's listening, let's look at the facts right here. This is the facts, okay? There are more votes 
I mean, we'll review everything, but this is all they gave us to review. There are more votes than voters, more votes than voters, more votes than voters, more votes than voters. This is a fact. Ballot images are destroyed. She just told us we didn't store them. They were generated. She didn't store them. And we know uh, uh, one of the news articles reported that when they called the Secretary of State, they said they called Twitter, it's documented, to, to uh, report that I was put, putting out election misinformation. None of it's election misinformation. It's the fact. But for the state to do that and shut me down is violation of the First Amendment. So getting back to what we were talking about is if you don't want to fight now for your freedom, which is what this is about, because if you don't have an election system, we're all slaves. If one vote can disappear, if another vote can be cut down by two thirds, what do you have? So, what do you, so you know, I talk to people, they say, well, uh, you know, people have been put into this illusion that they have a little lawn or they have this and they have their little, you know, uh, home and everything's fine. Well, you're living like a slave. That's right. You're living like a slave. That's what you are. You're a freaking slave because your vote means nothing. You live in a fourth world. I don't even want to say third world because it's actually attacking the third world. This is actually a fifth world right now. And the reason it's a fifth world is because people, third world people know that they live in corrupt governments. Here, people are living la-di-da-di-da. Right. There is no corruption. The level of corruption in the United States in Massachusetts, which is the center of the deep state, is the most corrupt. So everyone out there, we have moved our campaign to a write-in campaign. Why are we doing write-in? Because they have to count every vote. And more importantly, it's a show of defiance. We want to build a revolutionary movement. And that write-in vote says, you take your, the pen is mightier than the sword. Take your pen and write in Dr. Shiva. And, and let me just show you what we've done here. Uh, uh, let me share the screen here. So what people can do, I think I have to do this. What people can do is they can literally go to the website right here and the entire, what we're doing now is we have thousands of people putting this out. So people can literally go right here in the ballot, instead of voting for lawyer one, who's doofus one or lawyer two, doofus two, they can write in Dr. Shiva and fill this in. This is all you got to do. So you got to let everyone know to do this. And the slogan of the campaign is write in Dr. Shiva, stop election fraud. It's not about forced vaccination no more. It's not about, you know, just talking about big tech. This is about something more fundamental. We are all slaves. Period. 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 Who dies are stupid. I have to use the word. And the reason I have to use the word stupid is because we're going to go to the people that's fighting for y'all. That's on the front. Like I'm on my, I'm in my lane. Dr. She was in his lane. And, and you know, we, we, we have a beautiful relationship to where every once in a while we merge lanes to, 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 to get whatever message at the time across needs to be got across. If you got, not you guys that are watching completely, some of you, most of you guys in this country who probably should be watching this are not watching it. If you are stupid enough to think that this is Disneyland and nothing's wrong with this country and everything's perfect and, you know, it's just birds in the sky and worms in the ground and trees. You are the number one cause of why corruption exists because you refuse to even ponder the thought that something could be wrong. You don't even, you don't even put your mind on a quest to figure out is there something other than the reality that you live in every day.
So that is the number one reason why these people have got so far. Not because you're not paying attention solely. It's because you are ignorantly in love with the, 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 the vision of the lifestyle that you believe is so. And it's not true. It is not true. And so I'm going to uh, kick it to Sheba on this before we get yeah, What people, people need to do is we need to build a, a movement. Working people's movement beyond Democrats and Republicans, beyond left and right, beyond black and white. It has to go to the common understanding that working people are being screwed in this country. Working person, the people who came out to this campaign, who put in all those lawn signs. I mean, we had construction workers building signs. We had mothers out there. Sixty percent of our campaign are women who got it who got excited that they said, I never voted. I never held up a lawn sign. We brought up people bottoms up. And the most important thing is, if you look between 1948 to 1971, Pharaoh, the American pie grew for everyone. So if you made $50,000, if you made $10,000, if you made a million dollars, the income growth was equal among all of those. We're not talking about equal income, but the growth was the same, which means the pie grew. But starting in 1971 and to 2018, if you look at it, only the top 10% incomes have grown. The other 90% of incomes have gone down. The average person making $50,000 today should be making 130. How did that happen? Because starting in 1971, the deep state colluded. They were so angry that working people had rights. Remember, and those rights came from people's names we do not even know in the late 1800s and 1900s who fought. So you could have disability insurance, right? You know, there's a lot of people, Republicans and Democrats who get hurt. You get workman's compensation. We don't have child labor anymore. That came because people's names who we don't even know, black and white, took to the streets. In the Haymarket riots in the late 1800s, three people were shot and hanged, hanged by the government for, and it was called May Day. It was not communist. What they did was that the Americans branded that as communist. In fact, May 1st is International Workers' Day all over, right? But working people uniting, People say, oh, that's communist and Marxist. No, it isn't. So the right wing has attacked when working people unite as Marxists and communists. And then the left wing talks working people. But what they've done is they've used the rhetoric of working people to consolidate power for the elites. I'll give you an example. Obama, that racist, bougie, what did he do? Well, in 2012, remember Obamacare? Here's a classic example how working people have been squeezed. Okay, Obamacare. What was Obamacare? Obamacare was a consolidation of big pharma, big big uh, hospitals, and um, big insurance. What they did was they went to Obama, and what he did was he created a monopoly for them. That's what it was. Right. Now, he wasn't able to get it through because one, one wing of the nobility wanted something for that. So they went to the other wing of the nobility. And if you read the Obamacare bill, do you know what they put in there was estate tax exemption for the super wealthy. So instead of $3 million inheritance tax transfer without taxes, it became $6 million. Why is that in Obamacare? Well, what ended up happening was the super wealthy get to transfer more money to their kids. And so over here, these people made out one wing of the establishment and another wing of the establishment made money. Who got screwed? Working people. So they do horse trading and they screw us. And what's happened is the incomes of the working people, the 90% of us, has gone down. 
in the in the COVID crisis, 600 billionaires increased their 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 value by 2.3 trillion dollars. Why 39 trillion Americans lost jobs and a lot of business owners, one out of six restaurants, one out of five are out of business now. Right. This is what took place. Six trillion dollars got printed. And that six trillion dollars is being used to bail out, create this fiction stock market increase. And it's being used to bail out companies that should have died a long time ago. That's what's going on. Working people are being squeezed. And when someone like me or someone like you comes from below, they throw the kill switch. That's right. That's what's fundamentally going on. So if you're black or white, get your head out of you know what, okay? That's Tell right. people the write-in, Dr. Shiva, and we know they're going to cheat, but the write-in campaign is going to expose more of their lies. And every time we poke at them, they spit out garbage, and we can take that garbage like we saw here and expose them and build a groundswell. The goal is to build a bottoms-up movement, and it must become extraordinary. We must unite the police. We must get army people together because this whole thing, defund the police over here, Black Lives Matter, bunch of liberal white elites, and over here, support the police. You see, this is a bullshit dialectic because people and the police have always been together. You look at every revolution, police and the army come together on side of the people. So there's very little bloodshed in the end. Go look at every revolution. The people and the police have always been united. This thing of dividing, oh, if I'm white, I support the police. I'm against defunding. And if I'm black or liberal, I support Black Lives Matter. It's all bullshit. It's, again, the same black-white narrative. We need, start, we need to start giving, since these people like money so much, we need to start putting money on people's head for arrest. That's what we, I'm going to tell, I'm gonna tell you. Right I, I, I think it's a good idea. I got, I'll cut the check. Can we get some motherfucking arrest, please? Because I know I know your family could use it. You 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 know what we need to do? We need to have a sit down with some sergeants, some commissioners, and some chiefs. And, and well, I don't know about the police elite. I'm talking about the the people. Well, there's, there's a big difference, Farrell, between the people, the everyday police guy, and the police commissioners. They're all part of the elite. I'm talking about the working policeman, the working army person. They need to wake up and they need to realize at one point, you know, they need to point their guns in the wrong, the other direction. That's what needs to happen eventually in this country. And we need some sheriffs because sheriffs got a lot of power. Exactly. So if you are a sheriff and you watching this and you are a, a genuine sheriff for this country, we can, we can, we can get some checks cut for some arrests on behalf of the people and make this a win-win. Yeah, Secretary of State Galvin should be arrested, the district attorney, general of Massachusetts. I mean, there's a video that I have. I went up to that. We did a protest and the district attorney general, Maura Healy's there. She's putting on her mask for the cameras. She's doing a little press thing. And I say, what are you going to do about this? She comes over to me, says, good day, good day. And I, and I call her out on it. So it's an, I, but the point is, these guys aren't going to do anything, guys. Let go of the media is going to do something. We think, oh, you know, if she puts out this data, the media will cover it. No, they're never going to cover us. They don't cover revolutionaries. They cover namby-pamby, not-so-obvious establishment people. They'll cover Bernie Sanders. They'll cover, you know, bogus Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They'll cover Al Sharpton. That's who they cover. They don't cover real fighters. That's right. So it's up to us. It's up to us to protect our fighters. It's up to us to defend them. It's up to us to become fighters. That's what needs to happen.
I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as we get ready to wrap this up. I got a lot of respect for uh, you know, with Dr. Shiva and what he does. I got a, a even more, you know, I want everybody to understand how urgent this issue is. It's late on both our ends. We've both been running around and for us to pull our pants up and strap our boots in, you know, strap our boots tight and get on here and do this live stream, half drained from our days, half tired from our days. Exactly, yeah. Let y'all know that this is an urgent issue. This is not, you're not watching entertainment right now. This is not all young girls. This is an urgent freaking issue. And so I want to, you know, get ready to close out here. As I always say in private and public, I will say again, anything Dr. Shiva needs for me, I will always be there because I know it's for, it's on behalf of the people. And so as you're watching this, seriously, everybody at home, especially if you're in Boston, make sure you go to Dr. Shiva's website. I'm putting the description in. I mean, I'm putting this link in the description now and putting it in the comments as soon as I end. Go to his website, aid him in his journey, do as he has requested so we can drain the swamp. If you are a sheriff or you are somebody who is connected to a sheriff because sheriff's got the power, let's have some conversations. Let's have some serious conversations. Let's make it worth your while. If you're afraid to lose your goddamn job because you don't want to go against the establishment and all of the all of the social media figures, not just myself, but the rappers, everybody. If you are not corrupt, let's start cutting checks for the sheriff. And I'll cut the first check to open the door. If you are an NFL player, an NBA player, if you anybody, if you in the strip club, don't go to the strip club this week because you're going to need that 10, 20 thousand. So let's start cutting these sheriff's checks to arrest these corrupt individuals. Don't arrest everybody. We don't have a problem with the whole government. But for the people who we can prove are factually corrupt, let's make the sheriffs rich. Let's make the sheriffs rich. Let's make the sheriffs rich. So I'm, I'm and if you are a sheriff and you're watching this, you feel free to contact me if it's genuine. Because I will cut the first check. I will kick the door. So my main thing is, it's either this or that, and that ain't what we ain't what none of us want. Let's 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 have a let's move forward, get the bad apples out of the tree, and whether you believe America can be made great again, whether you remember, whether you feel it was always great, I don't give a damn. It can be great now, and so we can get all of the corrupt people out the way, get people like Dr. Sheba where his talent should freaking be. And we can have the most beautiful country in the world right now, literally. So I'm saying that and I'm closing out on that. And I'm going to say it one more time. If you somebody that's getting some kind of money, we're not going to put this on the people. We're going we gonna, to we gonna put this on us as the influencers. If you are a social media influencer, black, white, brown, I don't give a damn what you do. Let's start calling these sheriffs to arrest these corrupt people and we're going to reward them for it. Let's reward them. Let's reward their children. Let's cut that check on behalf of this country and on behalf of the people. The people watch us every day. They depend on us for some type of content, whether it be comedy, music, boxing, you you, you running the ball, you dribbling the ball, you catching the ball. Let's do right by the people with our platforms. Everybody that has a huge platform Let's call upon the sheriffs all around this country to clean and drain this swamp 
and we will financially support them with a couple zeros to do so. And I nominate myself to be the first one. And and I'm gonna end right there, Dr. Shiva. If you got something you want to add, that's great, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's put. I mean, uh, the three people are the Secretary of State, Galvin. Let's put a reward, you know, get some sheriffs to arrest him, Baker, the governor, and the district attorney general of Massachusetts. They're all involved. This is collusion. And they're against working people. Bottom line, it's not just my election. It's against all of us. So people should go to Shiva, numeral four, senate.com. They should support the campaign. And everyone should know we're doing a write-in campaign. We're escalating the movement. We know they'll try to cheat us, but it doesn't mean we stop. We move forward. We don't go, oh, my God, the world's bad and be nihilist. We move forward. That's what this is about. We keep pushing forward. We don't back down. So we're going to give them an opportunity. Write in campaign for Shiva for Senate. I'm sure they'll throw away our votes. I'm sure they'll cheat, but that's not the point. Let them cheat us because every time they cheat us, we expose it. That's right. Right? That's what this is about. This is about moving forward. So it's the write in campaign. People can just write in Dr. Shiva. Anyway, Farrell, I think it's great, man. It's getting late. Like you said, we all have full time jobs elsewhere and we do this, right? That's what we do. So thank you. Listen, Dr. Shiva, thank you for coming on once again. Um, I always, I'm always going to hold you down. That goes without saying. I appreciate everybody that's in the chat. Please do not take this stream as entertainment. This is reality, reality, not reality TV. Um, and yeah, like I said, if you're a sheriff and you're watching this, uh, we, we, we want to see some arrests and we want to show you that we honestly, genuinely like the fact that you uphold the Constitution and I will be the first person to cut the check. And with that being said, everybody go to uh, Dr. Shiva's website, go in the description now, go in the pinned comments now, I'm hitting it now, I'm putting it there and give Dr. Shiva your support. Everybody have a beautiful evening, have a beautiful uh, night, depending upon your time zone. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Be well. When you speak about the Supreme Court, though, I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. Are you and Joe Biden going to pack the court if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is 